Welcome to the Buckethead Podcast, where you guys can hear me, Mike, an idiot, talk about my only passion in life, Star Wars. You guys may recognize me from Instagram as all underscore Star Wars, or from the All Star Wars Network uh, YouTube channel, or from the All Star Wars Podcast, which is uh, on various platforms at the moment. But um, yes, I'm a very busy guy, and if you don't um, know that, that's sarcasm. But um, well, I'm doing my own show now. And uh, I've got great things in store for you guys, but I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Um, Love doing the podcast with Edgar, um, but that was more news formal. Like um, it wasn't; it was commentary too, but it was very formal and it was very structured. This one's structured, but not structured as the weekly um, that we used to do. And this one is just. I'm providing uh, news topics for you guys, and the late I'll be covering well the latest Star Wars news, and uh, you know movie news, TV show news, video game news, and of course comic and novel news, which we have some today. But um, I'll definitely get also I'll definitely get into the um, realm of collecting because I'm a Star Wars collector. Um, so I love collecting the Black Series, um. Pop Funko Pops, so I'll be definitely talking about that kind of stuff. But uh, with this show, I want with this show, I want to keep you guys up to date with the latest Star Wars news, and of course, I want to add my two cents in because uh, if you know me, I'm a buckethead. So, and I, if you don't know the term buckethead, um, it's it, 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 guys, it's a stormtrooper. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm dumb. But anyways, uh, so this is the buck. This is how the podcast, the buckethead podcast, will go down. Uh, first, I'll address any news that's out there. I'll report on their importance um, on depending how I rank them. Um, the news I like first, well, well, the news topics or topic that I like the most will come first, and it'll just be it'll, it'll go in that order, not on um, general importance, if that makes sense, uh, or the latest. But um, and I'll also obviously throw my um, opinion out there. So that's the whole point of this show. So um, the stages of the show, this is how I'll go. I'll give you guys the news updates and commentary um, for most um, interesting categories um, to the least. And then um, or news topics per se. But then I'll have the rant of the week. And that's really that's only optional if there's something to rant about. But if there's something not to rant about, I definitely won't. And ranting, it's, it's, it sounds negative, I know. But on this show, it's not. Sometimes they'll be like, I'm going to rant about, um, you know, the, the awesomeness of Force for Change or what the Instagram community is um, doing. So that that's kind of how it will go down. But that's how um, it's just going to be optional. Um, there's not always going to be something to rant about positive or negative. So um, that's, you know, that per- depending on the week and what's happening within that week, I'll definitely do that. And then um, not for this show, though. Um, but for the next one, I'll definitely be taking questions from uh, via email and from Instagram. So look out for that. And then finally, we'll have our send off and then I'll be on my way and I'll probably be recording the next Buckethead podcast. But anyways, let's get into the news topics. 
So with the arrival of the new Vanity Fair pictures, we've seen how our heroes and villains will look like in the upcoming Star Wars film, The Last Jedi. Also, through Vanity Fair, we learned that Mark Hamill fundamentally disagreed with Ryan Johnson's take on Luke. In the interview with Vanity Fair, Mark Hamill said, I at one point had to say to Ryan, I pretty much fundamentally disagree with every choice you made for this character. Now having said that, I have gotten it off my chest, and now my job is to take what you created and to do my best to realize your vision. Um, so yeah, this isn't the first time we've heard um, Mark Hamill, the actor for Luke Skywalker. We've never... This isn't not... This isn't the first time we've heard him disagree with um, the director or the person at helm. Um, he's this. He disagreed with J.J. Abrams on Force Awakens and J.J. Um, Abrams' vision of holding Luke all the way till the end of the movie. He didn't like that. But um, look at how Force Awakens turned out. So um, he he liked that in the end. But um, yeah, um, I'm not worried for the Last Jedi. I mean, I have my little nitpicks not really nitpicks i do want to get into something right now but um just hearing this is uh, at first it was a little like troubling because i really trust mark hamill and i really like what the guy says so this was a little bit troubling and uh, you know if they completely changed luke's character i don't necessarily agree with that i think you should keep him um with that mindset he was at you know, after Return of the Jedi, but then again, it's, that's 30 plus years in between, so like, or 30 years in between, so like, obviously, a person can change within a year, so imagine 30 years, so, um, we'll see what, uh, Luke's character is like in, um, The Last Jedi, what I immediately thought was Luke saying, it's time for the Jedi to end, that's what I immediately thought, that's probably what Mark Hamill disagreed with, like, how could you end um, the ways of the Jedi? How could you take away Star Wars prominent? Um, you know, everyone knows what a Jedi is. Um, essentially, you know, everyone's always making jokes. Jedi, oh, I can use the Force, you know, in pop culture. So, like, how could you take that away? People think Star Wars. They think of the Force, Darth Vader, Jedis. Um, and I, And just, you know, I get one of my... Big pet piece is when um, someone uses Jedi's, not in possessive form, but just um, meaning multiple. When plural form of Jedi is Jedi, it's not Jedi's. Just, just for you guys out there. But that's a pet peeves. You know, I've had people on podcasts, <clears throat> Edgar, uh, Jedi's, and I'm just like, oh, it's it's Jedi, buddy, it's Jedi. But um, and moving on from that, um. Yeah, this is going to be big because that's what we're speculating that they're moving away from the Jedi. So, um, you know, Pablo Hidalgo at Celebration said that the term Grey Jedi is uh, doesn't make sense and it's not canon. So, who knows what they're going to go from there? Dark Jedi? That, who knows? Um, and we did get some pictures from Vanity Fair, so... Um, especially with Benicio del Toro, which everybody thought he was going to play Thrawn, or people were even speculating speculating that he was going to play Ezra Bridger, but his name is DJ. But that's just for right now. <laughs> so they're teasing something. People are saying that DJ stands for Dark Jedi. That could be one. I don't know. You guys can. Um, this podcast is going to go on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube. So when it's on YouTube, 
feel free to comment down below. And if you're on listening through iTunes, feel free to give us a review. Please do. Um, I want to see what you guys are saying and um, what you guys would like to hear on my on my show. Oh wow, I was gonna say on this show, but this is my show. So yeah, let me know. Um, but I do want to go for a bit of in a rant mode here, kind of negatively. Um, so so far, I'm kind of troubled with Ryan Johnson. Love the dude, but just. I don't know if the decisions he's making are the best. Um, so, you know, with I've Star Wars just blows out of the water, blows it out of the water when it comes to aliens. Like, wow. Like, visually, it's just like, wow. You know, how how did they create this stuff? And just mind-blowing um, how they come up with these uh, creatures. With The Last Jedi, we are not having a prominent alien character in there. Maz Kanata is said to have a small role, but that's about it. There's no Yoda. Um, you know how Yoda was in Empire Strikes Back? with He was like an alien. Um, he was non-human, and he was a prominent character. We're not getting that for The Last Jedi. And it's not. this is not the main rant here, but that's just a little nudge i have you know I, I love seeing aliens in star wars like chewbacca was a prominent one in uh the original trilogy so it was yoda so this is kind of iffy for me but um we kind of see um we also did see a cantina or no i'm, I'm sorry not cantina a, ca- uh, a casino apparently and it was with all these uh glamorous people and uh i was not satisfied with many of those aliens there um one gripe I have about that is we don't see uh, familiar aliens. I wish we did. I know it's a big, it's a big galaxy, big galaxy. But I wish we saw more um, aliens that we haven't seen or that we've seen before. Excuse me, because um, you know it, it makes you it makes it feel familiar, not too weird. It makes you feel at home. So I wish we, you know we saw a couple species that we already seen before. But I get it, big galaxy, blah blah blah. Uh, but the main rant here is. Kylo Ren's scar change. In The Force Awakens, um, obviously one of my favorite parts was that duel. Say what you want about the duel. I actually liked it. And um, the only part I didn't like was when... um, What's his face? Uh, Kylo Ren. (laughs) When Kylo Ren and Rey were um, right over that cliff. And he said, I could teach you the ways of the dark side. Just a little spoiled brat. Like, that was weird. I don't know. That was just cringeworthy but still kind of fits his character so a lost person so i mean i understand that but um his scar change one of my favorite parts of that duel was or if not my favorite when kylo ren slices his face just whams his face with the lightsaber and he falls down and he picks up his head and he's like oh but yeah and it's a big it's it's just if you don't know what the scar i'm talking about it's it runs from his forehead down across his nose, across his cheek. Really cool, unique scar. But with um, what they're doing with The Last Jedi, they changed the position of the scar. You know, scars are like mountains. They Well, mountains, you know, they move. So can scars. So this scar changes um, position and form. So now this scar is over... I'm sorry, the... Uh, the cut in the force awakens is it's not a scar yet but it's a it's a big saber cut but then it turns into a scar so in the last jedi this the cut turned scar is now over his eye like anakin's now 
I think that's really cool. Like, that's a good way, cool way to tie to his grandfather. But, like, that's not the reason why he changed it. He said it looks silly over the nose. Like, okay, I understand that. But you have to respect what's already there. Um, Respect what's already there. You know, if, um, let's say, Irvin Kirshner did not like, um, you know, Chewbacca. He didn't like his fur color. So he decided from the George Lucas's uh, directing, I mean his choice for Chewbacca. He, you know, Irving Kershner was like, say let's say even George Lucas wasn't even in control anymore. He was like, mm, I want to change it to a nice neon color, you know, because I I think the brown just looks rubbish and it just looks old, clunky. You know, let's change it to a neon color. You know, I think first of all that wouldn't work, <laughs> but like it's just. I think it's a show sign of disrespect. Uh, I wish they kept the scar like how it was in The Force Awakens that cut uh, the gash. But like it's just a disrespectful gesture to J.J. Abrams because he chose that for a reason. And it's very unique. Um, We haven't seen one like that. And we've seen um, we've seen that eye stuff the right over the eye with Anakin, Commander Wolf. So like. This isn't anything new and just doesn't look new. And you could hardly even see the scar. In Force Awakens, that was a big gash on the face. And with um, The Last Jedi, seeing Kylo Ren without the mask or helmet, you really, you barely can see the scar. Like, it took, I had to zoom in to see it. I'm like, oh yeah, he still has a scar. You know, with the big, if you had a scar running over his, um, or from his forehead, um, over the nose, across the tree, yeah, cheek. It would have worked, and you would have been able to see it, and it would have served a reminder that this girl beat him. So, um, say what you want about the fight. Um, I actually really liked it, and people were like, Kylo Ren has had training. Nah, not really. <laughs> not really. Um, from Snoke. Um, read the books, and then, like, read, because um, people think that Kylo Ren has been with Snoke for, like, 15 years already. Not true. Um, so, and even, like, in Force Awakens, we see what Chewbacca's bowcaster does. We see what his bowcaster does. And it's just, like, you know, stormtroopers flying across the battlefield with, whenever, um, they get shot with Chewbacca's bowcaster. Chewbacca aims at Kylo Ren right after he kills Han Solo, spoiler alert, and shoots him right in the stomach and he falls, like, Dang, you know, that, that's got to hurt. That's not a blaster fire. That's a freaking cannon. So, and then people were complaining about the duel that, oh, a girl beat Kylo Ren. But Rey, we've seen that she's powerful with the Force. And yet, Kylo Ren still put on a good fight with um, Finn and Rey. <laughs> um, he, you know, obviously he barely won with Finn, but, like, he still beat him. And he was he was mortally wounded. <laughs> So imagine fighting, um, let's pretend you were stabbed, um, and you were trying to fight your way through two people, weak or not, so, um, that's, that's tough, so I give Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren big credit there, so, um, yeah, people complain about that, but I really honestly like that fight, but back to the scar change, like, it's just, you know, I think it's just disrespectful, um, repeating myself, but, I, you know, just to finalize, it's disrespectful. And J.J. Um, Abrams obviously chose that for a reason. And you're going off that. And 
you're changing it up because it's silly. Uh, I don't follow up on that, but uh, we shall see how The Last Jedi is. Um, and to clear the air here, or to clarify, I like The Force Awakens. I th- actually, I think it's a great movie. As a Star Wars movie, it fails in aspects, just like in bringing new things to the table or adding to the lore, really. Um, it just, the big highlight of um, for that movie with Star Wars, you know, carrying the stuff... Was seeing Luke, Leia, and um, and uh, obviously Han Solo back. That was probably it. But other than that, it was um, kind of disappointing uh, with uh, lore stuff. Like I said, I think The Force Awakens is a great movie, but in you know Star like Attack of the Clones, terrible movie, terrible plot, terrible movie, uh, cringe worthy acting. But in uh, like Star Wars talk, like it brought so much thing, so many things to the table, um, with uh, brand new characters like um, you know continuing the Fett legacy with uh, Jango Fett, um, the clone army, my favorite, um, the, you know adding more to the Republic, creating the separatist movement, um, bringing Camino into play with the cloning stuff, like that was really cool, like. Out of all the prequels, that out of all the Star Wars movies, that movie brought a lot to the table. And like in Star Wars movie, I, I give that movie a pass and like adding stuff to the lore. But as a as a movie movie, it's it, it's garbage. Um, like Empire Strikes Back added so much to the lore and yet was a great movie. So um, same with A New Hope and uh, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi is a good movie, but um, I really like it as a Star Wars movie to differentiate and kind of. If you if you don't follow up, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just that's the way I look at it. But um, even Rogue One, really good movie, great um Star Wars story, no pun intended. But um, yeah, that's kind of my rant about the whole scar change with Kylo Ren. Um, like Kylo Ren is an ugly and is without the helmet is an ugly character, and it looks like in the Last Jedi we're not gonna see him wearing his helmet too much. So kind of disappointed with that because. I only like I only like the scenes with Kylo Ren when he had his helmet on in Force Awakens, unless you know they change his character up a bit, I guess. But it doesn't look like that. So, kind of kind of iffy about this so far. But um, hopefully, it's everything uh, we've hoped for. So yeah, I know people had problems with the Force Awakens, um, and you know, complain. Some complaints are understandable. Like okay, yeah, I agree with you. But then there's some outrageous ones like. Raise a Mary Sue and just just dumb stuff like that. But like saying uh, Force Awakens uh, is similar to A New Hope, I agree with that. But that's not where it falls for me. Um, I agree with that sentiment. Um, yeah, I agree. So I mean, if you put those complaints aside and just look at um, you know just seeing your favorite old pals back, I think you know. For me, that was like, wow, the circle is now complete for me. Um, Growing up with Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca, and Leia, and then seeing them older is just like, wow, dude, I feel old old myself. So um, I still think uh, Force Awakens is a great movie. Star Wars movie, like I said, fails in aspects, but um, I do really like it. And I think as a reboot, for a reboot for the Star Wars franchise, not reboot, reboot, but like as a refresher, bringing it back. I think that was a perfect start, um, and hopefully The Last Jedi, and I know it won't be like The Empire Strikes Back, but 
hopefully, um, you know, people they showed walkers um, in the last Jedi teaser, and people are like, oh, this is gonna be like the Empire Strikes Back. It's probably a really small scene there, and it's it's gonna be nothing like the Empire Strikes Back. So, um, ooh, I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to the last Jedi. I have my iffy parts so far, but um, I can't wait for this journey to the last Jedi. Now on to our next uh, topic. Well, actually, on the note uh, with the Vanity Fair and uh, Ryan Johns, and Ryan was interviewed by David Kemp from with from Vanity Fair. David asked Ryan if there would be a romantic relationship in The Last Jedi, and Ryan basically said that um, we'll have to wait and see, but romance was in the centerpiece in the movie. Um, actually, I do like what I'm hearing with the subject. Let's focus on the story and not um, force things, no pun intended, um, upon characters, uh, because it, there was a connection between Ray and Finn. I would actually like to um, see it um, seed out in this um, in this installment. But um, it looks like Ray's going to be mostly with Luke and Finn's going to be on his own adventure. That's what it looks like so far. So um, that's not going to work. And they added a new character, um, ooh, an, an Asian character, um, mm, Rose. So I think she's going to be interesting. And maybe she's a, she, you know, it said that she goes on an adventure with Finn. It was revealed at um, Celebration. So who knows if they end up falling in love but um who knows so i'm i'm glad that they're not um focusing on romance right now because oh man seeing the community with poe and finn fan art it just mm, it's kind of it's kind of weird um i don't want to say disgusting but it's kind of weird it's like seeing that and just ah it's just whatever but um because Again, like, Star Wars reflects on... And I'm not saying anything against the gay community here, but, like, Star Wars reflects on society, on what's going on now. But, um... Even in this... In interviews with, uh... I think Vanity Fair, Ryan Johnson was like, you know, I'm not... That's what I'm not gonna really do for this one, because I don't really see... <laughs> he, he made a reference to Donald Trump, but, like, it was like... Uh, someone in the Senate with orange hair yelling, like, let's make the galaxy great again. I, I honestly chuckled when I um, read that interview. I think, I believe it was with Vanity Fair. That's where I read it. Uh, but, um, yeah, Star Wars reflects on society, but let's not let's not overdo it, you know. Let Star Wars, you know, cre- continue its own path, and let's not let society and present times impact us so much, if that makes sense. Um, and with um this the romance thing like yeah romance is always good in movies but when it's the centerpiece that there there could be a couple downfalls to that so i'm glad that's not the centerpiece for this movie um and yeah let's focus on these characters so i totally agree with that all right to wrap up the vanity fair stuff david kemp sat down with lucasfilm president kathleen kennedy and yes our boy david has been killing it these days but he sat down with Kennedy and he was he asked her about um, having another spinoff film after the Han Solo film. And Kennedy replied, yes, we haven't identified it yet, but yes, we have a couple things right now that we're circling and we'll make a decision between the two pretty shortly. It's probably for 2020 and we will make a decision by June. Um, so that's very interesting and intriguing because so they have two two ideas. 
um, for the spinoff. And (laughs) boys and girls, this is probably the Boba Fett spinoff film or the Obi-Wan spinoff film. And now they're deciding which which direction they want to go in. But let's talk about the spinoff films a little bit. Um, When the idea was thrown out there that there's going to be a spinoff film. Um, I was down for it, like, I'm like, okay, cool, um, don't know much, really, what it's gonna be, a, you know, I don't know how it's gonna feel, but sure, <laughs> Rogue One, amazing, that movie was just, wow, really love Rogue One, um, and it wasn't, it, you know, didn't continue any of the Skywalkers or anything, uh, but, well, lay at the end, obviously, but, like, spoiler, but, like, <laughs> But the end, and by the way, when I'm going to give spoilers for something, I will say it ahead that's not outdated. If it's outdated, then you, like Rogue One came out in December, that's outdated. If you haven't seen Rogue One yet and you're listening to this podcast, what are you doing with your life? Anywho, and what am I doing with my life ranting about Star Wars? Who am I? <laughs> Anyways, um, Rogue One was amazing, and I really... I'm like, okay, what could the next one be? And it's the Han Solo film, which we already knew about in prior to Rogue One, but or the release date. And I'm very, very, very um, worried about this film. Just and that, not story wise, just someone else playing Han Solo. Um, obviously, we've seen it in video games, comics, and stuff. Now, well, yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about like reprising live action, like that. You have to do a pretty darn good job at it um to actually to not even well you can't even compare to harrison ford but like this has to be really good to you know i'm just i don't know why they green lighted this um why they green lit this um this film because it's just gonna it's gonna be terrible um not terrible as in the sense of story because let's see it first you know I'm going to be the first line um, to watch this movie, but, like, I'm honestly scared. Like, I don't know what to, you know, expect. Um, Phil um, Phil and Chris, um, if you don't know them, they directed the 21 Jump Street movies. I believe they directed the second one, too. But um, really like the first one, and um, really, you know, their direction is key. And they also directed the... Very praised, high-worthy um, Lego movie. So I'm excited for what they could bring to the table with Star Wars. Um, I remember um, when it, me and Edgar were doing a podcast. Um, no, no, we weren't. Um, we did a podcast right after, or right. And if you don't know Edgar, he's uh, um, he's the uh, main person, the podcaster for Cantina Thoughts. But I remember the summer of oh. I think we saw The Force Awakens, or we didn't, I don't know, I, I don't remember the exact year, but it, it was like in July that it was announced, or June, somewhere in the summer months, and I was like, a Han Solo movie? And, but I'm like, I really like these directors, but a Han Solo movie, are you kidding me? Um, and the big takeaway is, who's gonna play Han Solo? Um, and there's a guy in, out there, Anthony and Gruber, or Ian and Gruber, or something like that, um, Real impressionist of Harrison Ford, key, but um, I prefer actors over impression impressionist any day because, you know, impressionists can like say something exactly like a character or an actor, but like, you know, 
can they act in essence um so um and and that impressionist uh played a younger harrison ford in the movie age of adeline i believe that's what it's called so um pretty good job there but like just i'm just worried that they, they didn't I, they obviously didn't pick the impression as they picked um out in Ehrenreich and uh ugh, i heard i heard good things about that guy but looks nothing like hans or i should say nothing like harrison ford um so i'm honestly shaking in my boots because i don't know what to expect and i no one asked for a han solo movie in the first place you go around, um, if you went back and you, Lucasfilm was asking people, would you guys rather have an Obi-Wan film, a Boba Fett film, or a Han Solo film? Do you think anyone would have said Han Solo? Not because they don't like the character. Trust me, if it was, um, if they were going to do, not a young Han Solo movie, because that's key, young Han Solo, that's what they're going for. If they said, would you guys want a Han Solo movie with Harrison Ford in it, but it's a spinoff film and it takes place um a couple years before the force awakens you could you could de-age harrison ford um um couple years before the force awakens do a story there him and chewbacca what's going on blah 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 um carrie uh well, well carrie fisher not but like um because she passed but that would have been cool if they did something like that and explore like the relationship with han and kylo ren that would have been cool with um ben solo that would have been cool much better than what they've got planned now before a new hope but um yeah i think that would have been much cooler because in movies nowadays you can pretty significantly de-age somebody like we just seen in guardians of the galaxy um they did it to one of the characters and i can't or they did it to uh ego but i can't why can't i oh man anyways they, they did in the Marvel movies in the beginning. This is like the second, no, third time doing it because they did it with um, Robert Downey Jr. in uh, Civil War. So um, that was pretty, imp- very impressive. So, but still look artificial. So like, you know, you you could do it for a couple minutes, but to go on an entire movie of doing like a, a young Harrison Ford um, in the Han Solo movie, it, looked, it would look very artificial. So in 20 years, I could see them doing it like naturally, but right now it's just, our technology is not there so even the stuff in rogue one like that was some cool stuff but still leia looked like artificial and um but and also going back to um the the stuff with impressionist tar- the the actor for tarkin in uh, rogue one he said he's not an impressionist he's an actor but he's doing um he's portraying i forgot what term exact term he used but he's portraying peter cushing uh, as Tarkin, so um, I thought that was really cool. That he he was saying he's not an impressionist. That he's not. So I thought that was really interesting. But some of the, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not excited for this Hans Olaf film. Uh, I'm looking forward to what the directors will do, but I'm not looking forward to it. I'm gonna be the first one in line to see it though, obviously. But um, I'm not looking forward to it. But some spinoffs films that I would like to see. It's obvious. I did a video on YouTube about it at the um, All Star Wars Network. Um, yeah, I did a video on there and, um, like number three was like, uh, a spinoff film set in the old Republic era, do something with the Sith, do something with the Jedi, explore that era a little bit so we could get a taste of, um, what that is like in the canon realm, you know, cause there's a lot of expanded universe out there, but, uh, it'd be cool if you gave the fans like a canon feel, uh, or canon 
perspective into that era. That would be really cool. Um, I said that. Um, also said um, the second one was a Darth Vader spinoff. Um, and people are like, oh, but it's the prequels. No, that's Anakin Skywalker. Where I'm talking about Darth Vader. Um, just have him, you know. But it looks like... <laughs> It looks like they're doing that in the comics now, uh, where he introduces the Inquisitors. Because my thing was, everyone says Mace Windu is alive. Whether you think that or not, People, a lot of people, there's fans out there that say he's alive. Even Samuel Jackson, we saw at Celebration, he was petitioning for uh, Mace Windu being alive. So, uh, my thing was, um, and I did this way before Celebration, but my thing was, um, well, let's let's do a Vader spinoff, but set this... After episode three, like right off, and um, Palpatine giving direction to Vader and telling him there's still Jedi out there. Um, Order six, because obviously Order sixty six was not gonna take care of ten thousand Jedi there out there. There's still some Jedi out there. See him, um, what, like the Vader we saw in Rogue One. Anywho, like I said, have the Vader film. Um, you know include have it include him introducing the idea of these inquisitors uh because we in clone wars we did see palpatine handling babies um but you know train them or whatever and have him find mace windu out there um kill him for real so people could be quiet um and you know it wouldn't hurt to see samuel jackson as mace windu again on screen wouldn't hurt so i think that would be cool and finally finish off mace windu and give him the death he deserves um and finish off the film with there's too many jedi i need you to find them and you know that's why and him training the grand inquisitor and tasking him with um killing the remaining jedi and then the point where it gets where all these jedi are being tracked down and being killed where it gets into rebels where then vader directs the um grand inquisitor and says you know find the children of the force and do not let them become jedi you know that kind of stuff that would be really cool and it will bring everything in uh full circle um but you know i would rather much have an obi-wan spinoff than vader um i would that would be so cool to have an obi-wan spinoff really was looking forward to a darth maul duel with him on tatooine but uh our friendly show star wars rebels um and I didn't mean anything negative about that. I really love Rebels. Um, they they took care of that. So now where do we go with the Obi-Wan spinoff? <laughs> um, you could have a young Obi-Wan explore his um, trials and tribulations and uh, with Satine too. Meeting Satine. And if you don't know Satine, who Satine is, he was, she was a par- prominent character in Obi-Wan's life. So check that out in the Clone Wars series if you want to binge it before it leaves Netflix. Um... That would be cool. Boba Fett, hmm, that's the one most people say, but a lot of pe- there's a lot of like fan um, backlash saying Boba Fett is um, overrated. He was killed by a blind man. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't hate Boba Fett, but I really don't see all the much love for him that people have for him. Um, I mean, like I said, I do like, I, I honestly really like Boba Fett's character in the prequels more than I do in the original trilogy. Like, I love Boba Fett in Empire Strikes Back. Like, that Boba Fett is my favorite. But, um, really love the one in Clone Wars. You, you, you know, you see a lot of inner conflict within Boba. And Daniel Logan's take on him was amazing. In, in the Attack of the Clones, not, not so much with the 
Todd, look! And uh, all that, all those, like, little one-liners. Yep, like, that's just, eh, there are memes now. Um, not much to that, but in Clone Wars, like, Boba Fett, that kid Boba Fett was redeemed. Um, he was going after the man who killed his father. Um, so, he was working with so many bounty hunters. Um, but then at Celebration, we were, like, shown footage of how he got that big old dent on his helmet and it was given to him by Cad Bane. And we don't know if he killed Cad Bane or not. So I wish we could get some closure on that Clone War stuff and all these reels that they show us could have been animated. I wish Disney had provided the final money monies for them because um, I think that would have been really cool to see. Um, I'm a big Clone Wars fan, so that would have been really cool to see. So um, Boba Fett film... Uh, and the, the speculation still goes on. The conversation is Boba Fett dead or alive? Um, Lucasfilm store group member Pablo Hidalgo said that Boba Fett is neither dead or alive until future story picks him up. That could be the spinoff, folks. The f- spinoff film can pick him up from the Sarlacc pit. So, um, and continue on his story there because in the pre in the uh, sorry, excuse me, the originals. He didn't do much. He didn't do anything at all. So besides, you know, get hit by Han Solo by a blind man and fall in the star like that, that was the most action. But um, I think if they did spin off, show us the real Boba, the real Boba Fett that was intended. So I would be down to see a spinoff of him, but make sure it's um, it's set maybe during Revenge of the Sith or afterwards. But now nah, I, I wouldn't want to see anything during the original trilogy. Not really. Let's kind of get out of that. Because um, we keep going back to... I love the original trilogy. Like, that's my Star Wars. But let's not keep going back there like for every story. Let's branch out a little. Let's not get scared. Let's branch out. We could do um, Boba Fett right after Return of the Jedi. If not seeing him uh, get out of that star. Like, but let's not dwell in that like um, right before A New Hope or between a new hope and empire strikes back like let's or empire between jedi let's get out of that zone for a bit just for a bit just to take a breather um ahsoka i would really want to die for an ahsoka film and what i just said is going to contradict <laughs> what i'm going to about to say is about to contradict what i just said have the ahsoka film um i mean well not before a new hope really before rebels but still before a new hope but like before rebels how did she get to that point um with ezra or, you know have i think that would be really cool if you read the ahsoka book i'm, I'm only six chapters and because i had to switch over to thrawn amazing book by the way and we'll talk comics and novels in a bit but um wow just really really dig that uh ahsoka book and thrawn too really love thrawn but that ahsoka book was good from what i've read and we saw a, t- a total different ahsoka so um really like that um and it would be cool to see her in a spinoff film. And the the actress from the Marvel Netflix series, uh, she plays a character of Temple, Miss Temple, um, something like that, or Temple, I don't know. Uh, nurse, I can't remember her name right now, or the actress. But um, she was kind of campaigning for, let me play Ahsoka, because I really like her. Because someone brought it up to her, and she's like, oh my god, and she was running with it. So I'd be down to see that too, so... Who knows? Um, the future of the spinoffs is a little is surrounded by shrouded by darkness. So um, who knows what those last spinoff film? Maybe for a while, but it'll be. Um, hopefully, it'll be 
I if you if they gave me the decision to pick a spin-off and we'll do it, I would choose Obi-Wan. I think that would please everyone. Ahsoka, yeah, the animated fans will be happy and all the Ahsoka fans like me. But like let's say the average movie goer, what who's who the heck is Ahsoka? And maybe by the end of the film they'll fall in love with her or be, they'll probably even skip the movie. So um yeah, I don't want let's not take that chance. So I would say the Kenobi film and a lot of Boba Fett haters will not be interested in that film. So, and, oh, he's overrated. I think he's overrated, but um, I would much rather see an Obi Wan film. All right, now to get away from the movies for a bit, let's talk comics. Uh, Marvel and Star Wars announced that we will be getting new comic titles. The first one be named Star Wars Jedi of the Republic. The official description reads: For over a thousand generations, the Jedi have been key- the keys, the keys, keys, the peacekeepers of the galaxy. But now, at the dawn of the Clone Wars, they find themselves in a new role: generals in the Army of the Republic. As Mace Windu, one of the Jedi's, you say there, uh, but that's possessive, <laughs> possessive uh, greatest warriors, leads a small unit of Jedi into battle shortly after the war begins, and that's the Clone War. Uh, the Jedi must make peace with their new role or be lost to the violence around them. Issue 1 is set to be released this August. Um, oh wow, I cannot be more excited than this because we need this comic. We need um, these comics set in the prequel era because when Marvel started out again with the Star Wars comics, um, not the main series, the just Star Wars comics in general, they were also in the original trilogy era, and it was just like I love this era, but can we just get some? It was it was kind of like people were they were trying to go away from um, the prequel era. So like I was just like, can we please um, go back to the prequels? Not fully, and like let's have um, you know a little bit of each era, you know that kind of stuff. But we're really getting away from the prequels, and it was just like. Every like little prequel tidbit I got so excited about. Um, so this comic uh, and not to do Mar Mar not to sell out Marvel like that. Um, they did do one or they did a couple of like set in the prequel, um, in the prequel era, and that's um, they recently are doing Darth Maul, and that's a really good series. It shows a like father son relationship between Palpatine or Darth Sidious and Darth Maul. And in The Phantom Menace, uh, this comic shows you why in The Phantom Menace, Darth Maul's all like, revenge, um, or like, like, um, he says a line about revenge, and you see that why in this comic. I was just about to give that liner he gives in Clone Wars, revenge, we must start with revenge, but that's not what he says in Phantom Menace. Um, so yeah, I'm really digging this Darth Maul comic. I do want to get, I do want to do like, non-spoiler comic reviews, but not for today, since it's the first episode. Um, so I'm trying to talk about everything all here once and, um, I don't know if this show will be weekly or bi-weekly yet, um, depending how the first episode is received or the first couple, um, I'll see if I need to change that up or with, if I need to, you know, cover more news or whatever. So, and this is kind of going to be like an hour long show. So that way it's enough for a while. But, um, anyways, they, so they did the Darth Maul one and then before that they did the Anakin and Obi-Wan and Anakin miniseries. That one was good, but um, it's my least favorite of the prequel set era comics. My favorite one has to be the Kanan Last Padawan. It it 
tells when he was a Padawan and when he was Caleb Doom and he was under the apprenticeship or under the teachings of uh, Master Depa Balaba. So that was a really cool comic and it was only supposed to go for five issues, but it was really popular. So they extended it to 15 issues and they covered everything. Really, they went to the they covered Order 66. Then they kind of went back um, in time from that point. So. Uh, they went to the Jedi Temple. You saw the, the how Padawans were um, taught behind the scenes when the Jedi Temple was attacked by um, a group of who cage warriors. I thought that was really cool. Um, hired separatist um, bounty hunters. I thought that was really cool. Grievous was in the comic. You see why Depa Bilabo went into a coma and stuff. So I really like that they brought that back from the expanded universe um, that... Step of Balaba went into a coma, and here they she does that again. Um, but really cool stuff, and really like that comic. Um, it's my favorite one from the. It's actually one of my favorite titles so far. But yeah, we need this um, uh, Jedi of the Republic. Just said in the prequels, it's gonna because when they do these comics, you learn way new things. So um, you learn a lot of things. So. Um, Hmm. There is a little bit confusion though um, about the the title. So the title is Star Wars Jedi of the Republic, but um, they released one comic cover so far, and that's Mace Windu. But I think people are confused that they think this is gonna be a Mace Windu centric miniseries. Um, I think it's gonna be like every issue is gonna be a different perspective of one Jedi. So this one's gonna be Mace Windu. And this is just speculation here. Next one could be like Plo Koon or Kid Fisto. And then they're just going to do on something like that. It'd be cool to see Ahsoka's point. That would be really cool. But um, yeah, I think we're going to go with more of the Masters and stuff. Well, it's Jedi of the Republic. So we could honestly see, um, you know what they might do here? Introduce like a brand new Padawan. And then like how they did with Dr. Afro and Vader. And then like after the story is done, like have her own series or his. I think that'd be cool. But, um, yeah, I think it would be cool if we got, like, different perspectives, like, from all the Jedi, like, ages and stuff. So, one, we get a Mace Windu, one of the higher ranks. Then we get, like, one from who's not on the Jedi High Council. Then get, like, Ahsoka Padawan barely on the battlefield. I think that would be really cool. So, looking forward to this comic. And the first issue is set to hit in August. So, I'll definitely be picking this uh, comic up. And then the second uh, title that we that was announced was uh, it's titled Star Wars Rogue One Cassian and K2SO. The 40 page one shot will reveal how Cassian, one of the top intelligence office, officers of the Rebel Alliance, met K2SO, a reprogrammed Imperial security droid. Issue one hits bookshelves in August. Not much of a description there, but um, I'm also looking forward to this one because after I watched Rogue One, I wanted more K2SO. I wanted more Cassian, so, um, this one looks like it's gonna be, like, bomb, like, not, like, bomb-bomb, but, like, bomb, like, cool, awesome, amazing, but this is gonna be the second one-shot that we've gotten, the first one was, um, the C-3PO comic, the one where we see how he gets the red arm in The Force Awakens, sorry, I'm kind of ranting here, so I have to drink water, but, yeah, um, I'm excited for this one, too, um, I'm excited we're actually supposed to get like a rogue one 
a prequel series, like a miniseries just before, or a one-shot before Rogue One, but then they ended up canceling that, and canceling, like, something else, and I was like, maybe this is the aftermath of that, who knows, but we're supposed to get something like that, uh, I remember, and I'm like, oh, cool, so excited, but then they canceled it, so that sucks, but, hmm, yeah, that's basically it for the comics and um, novels, um, really love the Marvel comics, they're doing excellent at that, I'm, I have every title series so far, I'm, like, a couple issues behind on the main series Star Wars, um, but, I, and Dr. Aphra, I'm behind on that one, and Paul Dameron, those are the only three, but every, everything else, like, I'm, I'm caught up on, I have every issue of, so, I'm very excited about that, you know, my least favorite series, and I'm gonna be honest with you guys, um, to give you, like, oh, well, you know, what does he think about the comics, I don't love every comic, but my least favorite one so far is the Princess Leia one, and that's only because, um, well, not only because, but the art was like, eh, the art was eh, and the only thing I took away from that terrible miniseries was the beginning of it, and that was like, oh, you know, how connected to the, I mean, there was another thing in there that I thought was pretty interesting, but I won't spoil it, but the beginning was like, okay, um, the Empire found us, you know, well, first they gave like a mem it was like a memorial speech memoriam a memoriam of like Bill Organa whatever the wife's name is and then they had like statues there of them and I thought that was pretty neat because uh Bill Organa was a prominent character in the rebel line so like a leader I should say so I thought that was really cool that they honored him like that and uh, on Yavin base it was it took place right after the award ceremony <laughs> in A New Hope and they did a commencement speech of they you know uh, let's remember the people of Alderaan and stuff like that and um it was very interesting and then after that was just meh meh and meh um so yeah the only thing I took away was that that whole speech and like the empire well the empire knows we're here let's get out of here so they fled to um you know they fled into space until they later 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 find um, Hoth. So, and in, in the Star then in the Star Wars series, they first couple issues they go about finding a rebel base, but um, they keep getting tracked by the Empire, so they're not really um, they can't settle yet. So, and plus, if you didn't know that, if you read the books, um, the rebels were only on Hoth for a month or two before the Empire invaded. So that it's pretty that's pretty impressive for what the base they had like. So they were only there for like a month before they were invaded so that sucks um and that's bad so um that's it for the news uh topics here obviously there's other news guys but i'm really picking out the important ones um you know there's tidbits from vanity fair but um i picked out what i thought would be most interesting to talk about um because i mean i could read you news but it's not really conversation like and if you guys want to see all the star wars news posted you guys can go to my page at all underscore star wars on instagram but um here's the rant of the week so here, let me take a sip of my water while you guys listen to my beautiful voice well me sipping there we go so oh man so it was let out and here let me go to my instagram page because i don't want to misquote me or misquote people but um, there are idiots in the world, and um, that's that's a sad fact. But um, let me go here to Instagram, and now I'm here on my page. So I posted a fact, and here's here's some behind the scenes. I try to do daily facts, but you know, I actually been sitting down and actually doing these daily facts. But 
Ah, it, it's a lot of work making sure everything's correct because p- some people, I don't want to name names, but there's people that just go on internet on uh, the IMDb trivia Star Wars page that's not that uploaded by random people and like fake news on there. So um, I do this from all canon material and lo- the dictionaries that they have out there. So and also do news. So through these facts. So um, when asked, this is fact number one hundred one. If you want to check it out on the page. Um, when asked about Ray using Anakin's lightsaber, Lucasfilm story group member Pablo Hidalgo said the blade is no longer considered Anakin's by the Lucasfilm marketing department. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Then you, I don't want to read comments, comments really, because it's nasty comments. But um, that's one of the new, bigger news that happened last week, and um, I didn't do it for the show, but I'm bringing it up now, so that's always cool. But, yeah, that was atrocious. I was reading the comments, and I'm just like, I'm not doing this, because then I'm going to feel like I have to comment. But I will be doing a post, um, and my rant of the week is Disney's involvement in Star Wars. And I'm not hating on Disney. I'm actually defending them. People do not know how the industry works. Do I know how it works 100%? No. But I know a bit how it works. I know for a fact that Disney doesn't write any stories <laughs> for Star Wars. They don't animate um, the Star Wars Rebel show. Um, the same people who did Clone Wars are animating and producing scripts for uh, Star Wars Rebels. Um, they do not write scripts for Rebels. <laughs> do, they don't voice characters um, in Rebels. They also don't make sound effects in Rebels. Anywho, same goes for The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens and Rogue One. They did not write scripts for um, any of those movies. Um, all Disney is there for is marketing-wise or per- giving money. Not even marketing because Lucasfilm has its own marketing department. Um, re- well, Disney markets on their end, you know. Uh, but Lucasfilm, obviously what I just read, Lucasfilm has its own marketing department. And just like Marvel Studios, Disney does not write any of the Star Wars stuff. It's just, it's Lu- Disney bought Lucasfilm, right? After George Lucas sold it to them. Disney owns the studio of Lucasfilm, but Lucasfilm is still their own studio. Obviously, what they do, you know, any projects has to be approved by um, Kathleen Kennedy and Bob Iger, the chairman, the CEO of uh, Disney. But People still don't understand that, and um, hopefully by you listening to Sound of My Voice and giving you guys this information, you guys can spread that out, because it's just, in the community, it's just so much hate going towards Disney, and Disney, honestly, they're just providing the bucks <laughs> to simplify it. They're providing the money so they can make this uh, amazing content They're do- that they're doing. Look at how Rogue One turned out and Force Awakens, like, oh my god, <laughs> you know, th- Disney is the one is the one providing those budgets for those movies. And last Jedi, I don't I don't think it, I don't think it will fall short on that either. So, in quality, that is. But you know, it's just people don't know how things work and they just want to completely, oh, let's blame it on Disney. Yeah, I just I you know, I don't want to comment individually. It's just I'm going to make a post about it, but please spread that around. <laughs> Disney the same with Marvel. Disney does not write scripts for the Marvel movies. Um, and I was pretty impressed by the language in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, or Volume 2, and great movie, by the way, so check it out, but, um, 
yeah, it's just, it's so stupid. Lucasfilm writes their own stories. You know, <laughs> oh man, I, I was banging my head against my wall when I was reading these uh, cancerous comics comments because, wow, wow, wow. And, you know, oh, Disney's ruining things. Every time I post something about, like, Star Wars news and it's like, um, I remember I posted a fact that The Last Jedi, because I don't make every news story a fact, but this one I did. Um, The Last Jedi was going to take place right after The Force Awakens. It wasn't going to have a time jump. Hopefully everyone knows that by now, but that's what it's going to be. And people are like, Disney is ruining Star Wars. How are they ruining Star Wars? That wasn't their call. <laughs> that was the director's call. <laughs> so I thought that was really funny. And you know what? I don't know why I'm getting... Uh, upset about this I think I should be laughing at the stupidity About that because I think it's pretty funny uh, People are calling out Disney when Disney Is providing the money for Star Wars And it's just like screw Disney they're, they're and Or Disney's Canon is what they do And that was really C- Kathleen Kennedy's call Because when they wiped out The expanded universe no matter what Fan you are of the expanded universe I think they did it for a great reason And that was to give the directors A more of a they gave them freedom so they wouldn't have to work around these little wormholes and um these small areas because they don't want to step in that time so they just wiped it clean and they just said clone wars the movies and rebels that's what's canon for now i remember that empty feeling and now they're filling things up and that's good it's coming back you know they're adding more lore so and content so that pretty much wraps up my show. Um, you guys can always... Well, actually, I don't want to close it off that early. But I do want to talk about the All-Star Wars Network. Um, and just stick around here uh, for a bit here. But the also, I just recently, like three, two weeks ago, um, people sent their applications for the All-Star Wars Network. We're not accepting applications yet. Or, again, for right now, because I think we're pretty full. But um, it's just pretty cool. Like, now... What I created has departments. <laughs> um, it started off with a page with zero followers. <laughs> and now I'm at 150,000 plus followers. And now, like, um, you know, it's, 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 it's just surreal, like, to have this fan base. Um, and, like, people wanting to, you know, I do, I do live streams and stuff like that. But, like, people wanting to hear my voice uh, for podcasts and stuff like this. So I think that's freaking amazing and i just i owe it all to you guys and now we have our own network our gaming department with miguel and red five live and um edgar leading off the podcast um you know uh department um and then having his own show cantina thoughts that's freaking amazing um you know the page department with michelle leading um for the all-star wars network providing the fans with news from the network and then uh canon star wars alec doing his own show now with uh, rapid fire news and uh with the works of uh star wars editor austin working on it i think it looks so cool so far so i'm really excited for uh what we have planned for you guys so be sure to listen um, and share this or actually share this episode with your star wars friends if they like listening to uh rants about about news and fans uh i think this is a podcast for them but um be i will be accepting questions next week so i can answer your questions it'll probably only be like three per show but um here's our new email we're not doing that old 
other email that I used. This is our new email. You guys can write in questions or you, you want to hear me talk about something for the rant of the week. You guys can do so at allstarwarsnetwork at gmail.com. Allstarwarsnetwork at gmail.com. Uh, wait, yeah, wait. That's it. Allstarwarsnetwork at gmail.com. That sounds better. Send them there. Um, just send them in for at the subject put a buckethead podcast so they're specifically for this show and exclusive so i won't send them to anyone else so be sure to do that um thank you guys for joining me you guys can keep up to tabs with me at my personal ig mike rivera 98 and then my publicity or public (laughs) account um at under all at, at all underscore star wars um, for, for the latest Star Wars news, I try to report on everything and do facts on everything in every era. So check me out there. Until the next episode, um, hey, remember, subscribe if you're listening on YouTube. Leave a like. Leave a comment. iTunes. Leave a review. Please leave a repu- eh, review. And I don't know how much SoundCloud works, but uh, until next time, folks, may the force be with you. Bye-bye. <laughs>